Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chubba P. Cornell and I'm joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Hey, bud. Boom! I don't get to do that uh, anymore. No one sets me up for my, my things anymore. <laughs> I you do, because I you care. Do. I don't do podcasts with you anymore, Pete. No, None of the actual <laughs> duos do podcasts together. <laughs> Luke and Denise haven't done a podcast a podcast together in like two and a half months. It's insane, uh, we've, we've isn't determined it? that if, if I end up filling in next week, if you make it three weeks in a row, you're just the new mm-hmm. you're the new host. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether it's clearly. Yeah, because I think that that has been genuinely like 50 50 between both Luke and Denise being busy for that show. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like one person is just ghosting the other one. They're ghosting each other. It's yeah. crazy. It's a relationship that needs to end. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good for each other as hosts anymore. Mm-hmm. They need to That's see other is. hosts. <laughs> um, well, uh, Tempest, how have you been lately? Because I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I don't know. How long has it been? Did we do a show last week? No, I was off last week. No. Two weeks. It's been a while. I don't even know. It wasn't even two weeks. I, I think maybe been two weeks. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, I am good because I realize I can like put this into the the back end because I have access to that sort of thing. I have mm-hmm. been greeted by a visitor mm-hmm. many times this week, yes. and this this visitor is my new friend, and I yeah. Uh. Interesting. Apparently, my laptop is so full, I cannot download a photo. <laughs> so perhaps there will be no photos of the new WrestleCat. <laughs> I am now sad. Thanks, my garbage technology. Here, old-fashioned way, here's WrestleCat. Yeah, nice. This, no. this, this is the friendliest cat that I have ever met. 
because mm-hmm. it was like two or three days ago. And, you know, we've got a little side door. It's in the carport. And my dad goes to, to step out. And he's like, whoa. He steps back. And this is still early. And I'm not really paying attention, obviously. And I kind of like, you know, look. So I'm like, what are you yelling at at nine in the morning? And mm-hmm. he looks. And because we have a little table, like, right next to the door. Like, right next to the yeah. door. And there's this tiny little kitten sitting on the corner of the table waiting for the door to open so she can pounce and, like, get in the house. And he was like, whoa, get out of here. What are you, what are you doing? And so we go out the front door and we go around and she's just, like, hanging out. And this tiny little kitten. She looks like she's probably, like, six or seven months old. You know, so she's mm-hmm. not, like, itty-bitty, but she's not, like, full-grown either. And this is the friendliest cat that I've ever met. This cat doesn't have a collar. And mm-hmm. it's just been coming around like the last three days. And we'll put a little dish out for, with water, maybe a little bit of food. And I was just sitting out there yesterday morning. And I was like, this is a sweet cat. This is a real friendly cat. I'm a big fan of this cat. And I was just sitting on my little patio chair. And she just came over and hopped up right on my lap and curled up. And we had a nice little snuggle. And I was like, well, this is my cat now. So I decided <laughs> that that is my cat. And I, I have named that cat Wanda. I saw why, but I'll let you do the punchline. Because she wandered over here. Hey! Who said there we got is. rid of Andy Datsun from this podcast? <laughs> he lives on through cats. And cats alone. Um, well, that's adorable. That so is very sweet! Ooh, mm. like, every day. I keep, I keep, like it really is like a relationship. Like I come out and it's like, is the cat going to be there? Like, am I going to get stood up today? Like, is my cat friend going to come and see me? And then it's been like three days in a row and the cat will come back. Like again, I'll be like, you do care. Maybe you're just getting food and that's all you care about. But like, you know, she hopped up on the little patio furniture box and I was, I was just scratching her, her little face and she was purring. And I was like, well, you must be liking some part of this. Otherwise, you know, but I was just like, Ah, this little creature, this little creature that just wandered into our backyard and just decided that she lived here now. That's, I wish I could do that. Yeah. I'll just walk into some person's place and they'll just be like, who's a good boy? We're going to feed you. And I'll be like, yes, please. (laughs) Okay. But you get to do that, but the people are all giant. Yeah. I mean, everyone is giant to me, Tempest. I'm very sorry. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Pete, I've never met you. I don't know how tall any of you actually are. You guys can say numbers to me, but I'm not going to know what that's act- what that means. You can say that somebody is like 5'10", and I'll be like, I know what that looks like. But until you're standing in front of me, you're just you're just a face, you know? I, know. I don't know how, yeah. how tall the rest of this torso is. Exactly. We, we had this discussion when uh, SP3 visited the office. Um, because ju- just as we as we got message that he was outside, I think it was Andy that went to go let him in or someone. And while Andy had gone to let him into the building, all of us were like, "How tall do you think he is?" And everyone was like, "Oh, I think he's got tall guy energy." No, I think I think he's gonna be quite tall. And everyone was like, "Yeah, I think he's gonna be quite tall." And I, I was the the lone person. I was like, "That guy's got short king energy." I'm telling you guys, mm. this ma- this man is small. I'm telling you now, I think he's gonna be like my height, if not like slightly taller. And I was like. 
half an inch taller than this man. I was like, <laughs> <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that SP3 was short. He's a short king, man. It's amazing. Kind of like Sean Ross Sapp, you know? Mm. Like, Sean yeah. Ross Sapp is the other way, like, where he's deceptively tall. Mm. Where we've had this conversation on Quizlemanias and podcasts and such before, but, like, I would not classify Sean Ross Sapp as, like, a tall man. Mm-hmm. But he's not, like... I would not even say he's like an average height man. He's on the taller end of the scale, but he's yes. not like he's not like six six or anything. You know what I mean? No. Nah. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. I spend so much time like looking at his. Any the only time I see Sean Ross Sapp ever is from one camera angle shot down where he looks tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I run into him at a show, and I'm like, you're like three inches taller than me. <laughs> How is this allowed? And it. I think that's I his fault. Yeah. For, well, for shooting, for, for, sh- for shooting down. That's it's his not fault, an accident. You know? He knows what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. What? I mean, if everybody came up to you and you went and went, you're so much taller than I thought you'd be. That would make you feel so good all mm. the time. Yeah. Because everybody, just like everybody, says that you look so much taller. You get compliments yeah, I, constantly. I I didn't have your taller the, than I thought you were because that would be insane if someone said that. But. I did have the first time that I met uh, lovely Isaac from No Rolls mm. Bard in person. Uh, went around to Adam's place. This was a couple of months ago, I think. Went around to Adam's place, just played some board games. And first of all, I met Isaac. And uh, I t- turned up and Isaac uh, just goes, hey, man, nice to meet you. You know, shook hands, all that stuff. And he goes, you know, I watched your, your whenever I see you on like Rust Talk videos or whatever, you've got like really like henchman energy. And I'm like, I'm sorry to deceive you. Like, <laughs> this is not true at all. I've never had someone described as henchman energy before. <laughs> That's my new favorite thing. Oh. Uh, he, yeah. He was like, who are you a henchman like, for? I, I don't know, but he was he was like, I just get the vibe you're like in like really good shape. I was like, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Incorrect, my dude. I am not. Um, no. But Isaac's lovely. Anyway, we should probably get into talking about SmackDown. It's going to be a very quick outro mm-hmm. section. Um, but uh, to talk about Brock Lesnar's back. And also we're going to talk about Vince McMahon. And I don't really want to because I've talked about him enough this week. But we're going to because that's what we're here to do. So here's the show. gonna talk about Lesnar. So let's just go through the main event of SmackDown first, and we'll get that all done, and we'll talk about what happened afterwards, because the main event, I thought, was really, really fun. It mm-hmm, was Riddle versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Champion World Heavyweight Championship United States Intercontinental Belt Championship. And... Nailed it. Yep. Nailed it in one. Uh, this was a really fun match. They got lots of time, loads of near falls, uh, both of them looked really good. Riddle looked fantastic in defeat, I thought. Got lots and lots of offense. Really good nearfall off an RKO from Riddle as well. It was awesome. Um, they played the crowd really perfectly. It was, yeah, it was a really fun title match. I thought so. Big thumbs up for I, me. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Maybe it was just because, like, everybody's hurt and Roman hasn't mm-hmm. been on this show for three months. Maybe they'll and Vince's. This is a weird show, anyway. Maybe 
they're just gonna go nuts and just do a random title switch on this random episode of smackdown there was a mm-hmm. part of me that was like who knows who knows what happens on this show maybe riddle one maybe maybe and so it had me that little bit extra invested because like when was the last time i thought roman reigns was gonna lose the title like yeah i don't know wrestlemania last year probably yeah like yeah. legit like that's it and i haven't felt that way since so like i felt a little bit of something in this match and i thought that was really fun and i thought this match was just really good in general you know that and the crowd seemed to also share my uh belief that riddle could win this match and i think mm-hmm. that helped because like there were there were some near falls here where people were going nuts like and you don't often usually see WWE crowds on like the weekly TV show like really come up for the matches just cuz like mm. the matches they see are not usually undisputed championship matches and showing that like you put the big match on TV and you do a really good job and everything the people will respond to it makes me believe that there is hope and that you can do this and do this regularly and have it work out. Yeah. Um so I was like, you know what? This episode of SmackDown has been complete butt ass from top to bottom, but really good main event to end on. That's mm-hmm. nice. At least we can end the episode. Nice, good match. Everybody's happy. Yay. And then Roman did a little promo being like, hey, there's no one left for me to beat, which is also incorrect, <laughs> but that's not the point. Um, and then Brock Lesnar's music hits. He comes out, for some reason goes for a handshake to Roman. Don't know why he'd do that. Don't know why Roman would accept the handshake, but hey-ho. He accepts the handshake, goes straight into an F5. Uh, Lesnar beats up the Usos as well, F5 to the Usos. And they announced after the show that it's going to be Lesnar versus Reigns at SummerSlam. Because money in the bank is pointless, I guess. Uh, I love when they're like, listen, don't watch this live premium live event. Watch mm-hmm. the next one. The next one is the important one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, what are they playing at? What are they playing at with this? Like, they have done Lesnar versus Reigns so many times at this point and the culmination of their thing was the biggest wrestlemania match of all time and they kept saying that at at the wrestlemania just gone title unification you are not going to get a bigger match than that 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 is what they've told us that is what they've shown us that that is the culmination of the entire reigns lesnar saga from wrestlemania 31 all the way up to now wrestlemania 38 that is the culmination of the story and then we're getting it again. Why? Oh. What is the? What could possibly be better than what you've done before? I'm not saying that that match was amazing because it wasn't. It was. I don't remember fine. anything about it. It was I fine. I don't remember at one best. thing about it. Literally, I remember. I remember, I remember, that's it. I remember who won. I can't tell you anything else in the match, but that's not the point. But like, in terms of promotion and in terms of the culmination of a story, you can't beat that. You can't beat what the story already was so now what you're doing is just making an inferior version of something you've already done and you've already done several times over especially in like the last couple years going from like crown jewel you know and the thing is it's not even just 
pay-per-view matches it's the amount of screen time they've been sharing and building into a feud because like it's like Lesnar showing up at SummerSlam and then the build into Crown Jewel and then all the stuff from like uh day one into the the Rumble Elimination Chamber into WrestleMania it's like there's so much feud between them all the time that people are sick of this now. Me, me especially. I am so bored of this. I could not care less about this SummerSlam match. If it stays as it is, as a singles match, could not care less. I agree. My thoughts on this are that I saw a lot of people suggesting that this, the SummerSlam main event should be Roman versus Brock versus Seth and just a triple threat main event match rematch of wrestlemania 31 and i was like you know what i really like that idea that that idea sounds really cool so if if this is just step one on a storyline to get to that match i will allow it however because they announced this match as a last man standing match I have no such faith that they're going to just add a third guy to this match. I think this is your match. In which case, it struck me last night that this is the new generation version of Randy Orton and John Cena. To a goddamn T. Maybe you got your differences because those guys were full-timers. And, I mean, at this point, both of these guys are part-timers. But how who was asking for more Randy Orton-John Cena matches in 2014? And who is asking for more Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns matches in 2022? I don't understand. I don't understand who could possibly want to see this match. And, like... What is really killing me is you could literally just book anything different. Anything different and I'm excited. Like, ooh, (laughs) I'm losing my mind here. They've got one idea. They've got one idea and it's big match with Brock. That's the only idea they have for their big shows. I have no idea how WWE devolved to this point where we went from like, oh, we've got a bunch of main event stars. Vince, why are you putting over another one? He's like, because I want another one. I want to have another star to use. What a brilliant idea. I don't know why you just stopped thinking that way over the next 20 years. Because you get to this point, and you get two guys who get hurt, and all of a sudden it's like, well, better call Brock, because there's no one left on this roster. Why couldn't we, like, call up Braun Breaker? Or something. That would have been fun. That would have been cool. Braun Breaker versus Roman at SummerSlam. I didn't do... I'm just, I need anything else. Yeah. Like, literally anything else. It doesn't even, it could, it doesn't even have to be something brand new. Just give me something that I have not seen a million times and also twice in the last 12 months. You know? Holy God. I, I need them to just do something else because this. I ju- 
like you just feel you're caught in a time loop when you watch this stuff. It is yeah. just maddening. Like having Reigns versus Nakamura, it's something different. Like I don't buy right now that Nakamura can win, but you have time to build him up between now and and SummerSlam. Like no, not between now and SummerSlam, Pete. Between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, when they kick yeah. Nakamura's ass. Yeah, and forgot about it. They could be building new stars Ugh. every week. This yeah. doesn't have to be a problem. This is a problem because you make it a problem. You could be building Kofi oh. Kingston. You could be building Xavier Woods. Like, and then wrestled AJ in this run, right? I just there's so many other options, and they've just gone. Oh, emergency, Brock. That'll fix it. Rock glass in case of emergency. I said it in my news today. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Great minds. Nice. Yeah. It's very good. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, do, do, do ricochet. Great, great shout, someone. He just lost his title. Sure, his Intercontinental title reign was a bit meaningless. But, like, if you have him take that frustration and actually put some character behind him and build him over a course of a few weeks, he could put on a great match against Reigns. Ah, there's so many options. Why not, on this like, very talented roster. Yeah, why not do like I understand you probably want to do like a longer push for him as Intercontinental yeah. Champion, but like put Walter in a match yeah. like this. Like if Walter versus Roman is the main event of SummerSlam, I'm watching it. And then have yeah. Walter win and have Walter versus Drew as the main event of Clash of the Castle. Oh, that's good. I have like there's no reason to not do this. Yeah. Like when he came out for like I don't know why, maybe I was just really not paying attention to this show at this exact moment. But Brock came out and he offered him a handshake, and I was like, first I laughed. Mm. Brock came out and I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And he came uh -huh. out and I was like, please do something different. Shake hands and become a tag team. I'd be like, that would be so cool. The most ass-kicking tag team of all time or something. Like, turn them on the Usos and just be like, you know what? I want all the gold. I'm going to have it all for myself. You know, you guys aren't good enough or something. I don't know. None of their storylines make sense anyway. So, like, I'm just like, what could we be doing that would be different? And I was like, well, let's have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar be a team. They didn't do that. You could have Brock Lesnar face anyone on the roster. You could have Brock Lesnar face Riddle. I want yeah. to see that match still. That'd be fun. Like, there's just I, I think no reason. You have a whole list of options, and there's one on the list not to do, and that's the one that you keep going back to. It. I think that's the thing for me is that it's not even like we're running this match back with this difference in the story. It's we're mm. running the exact same match again. Which is the match they did at Crown Jewel 2021, which is the same match mm. they did at WrestleMania, and now we're going to get the same match again. It's just, there's nothing interesting about it. It's like, Brock Lesnar lost clean at WrestleMania, and now he's back, and he wants his title back. Whoop-de-doo, you lost. Like, wh why should I now care about Brock Lesnar? Like, there's, there's nothing here for me to care about. I, oh, man, this just like, infuriates me. This is why people don't like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And it drives me nuts, because I like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's great. He's a very good wrestler. If they would just do anything else with him, like 
the period of time that I probably enjoy Brock Lesnar's work in WWE, this run the most was like his rivalry with The Undertaker and then the Goldberg stuff. And that's all like not involving the WWE title until it, it finally did at the very, very end. But like, just give him a rivalry. Give him someone he has a problem with. Not everything needs to be, I am championship man. I win belt for my family. Like, we get it. That's been played out. Let's just move on. Let's do anything else. I'm dying here. Like, it's not even just, like, on SmackDown now. SmackDown is not just a rerun with their with their shankies and and their their Kofi Kingston, the Brawling Brutes, and whatever. Like, it's all the same stuff. It's the same on pay-per-view, too. Oh, yeah. And pay-per-view is easier to say than premium live event. It's too many syllables. I've given up. That is offici- that is officially me calling death to the premium live event term. I'm just calling them pay-per-views the same way I'm calling Gunther Wall. I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. It's, a, it's, it's just a term that people are used to at this point. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Um, it rolls off the tongue. Also, you also still have the option of Seth because the match that they had yeah. at whenever it was. Yeah. Rumble, Rumble. Ended weirdly. So it's like... Ended in a DQ and everyone was like, well, let's just set up a match for later. Never happened. Womp womp. Um, so that's like a thread that's not been tied off yet. You've got that to go back to if you wanted to. But no. Yeah. Lesnar. That's what And you again, mean. I will I will say in the off chance that Seth just gets added to this and this is a three way, I like the concept of that match and I will be okay with that. But I, I don't do as well. think that's gonna happen. I don't think no. that's happening. Me neither. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. 
Um, should we get into some of your old chat? See what you guys I think about so. this. Sure. Send those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Getting your thoughts about SmackDown, about Brock, about Vince, about Rampage, anything at all to do with wrestling awesome. lately, because God, wrestling lately. Uh, we'll read out all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Mr. Cider said, Yesterday was a whirlwind of news and controversies from Meltzer appearing on CNN to the victim getting doxxed. Swole's ill-advised comment to VKM's tone deafness and he leaves his mark still with the same Roman Brock bullcrap. This is why I watch AEW. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That covers it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cobian131 <laughs> says, Hey Tempest, is a gram a spoon? <laughs> context <laughs> this is from the wonderful magazine show i had with mm-hmm. denise salcedo yesterday where we i don't know how we got off on this sidetrack but we ended up coming to the conclusion that denise's problem is that she does not have time to sell drugs Okay. As you do, you know, just like, you know, you, you gotta, you need a little bit of extra money. You you sell, you sell just a little bit, a little bit of drugs, but she just doesn't have time. You don't have time to do that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. And we came to the conclusion as well that Denise Alcedo would be the worst drug dealer on the history of the earth. She does not know any form of measurement. It seems (laughs) because I jokingly asked Denise how much for a gram. And she was like, I don't know what that is. What's a gram? And I was like, well, a gram is a unit of measurement. And she's like, well, what does that mean? Is a gram a spoon? And I lost <laughs> my mind. <laughs> she's like, and I simply asked, can I get just, one gram spoon of drugs, please? I just, Denise is one of the most like hardworking, down to earth people that you will meet. Yep. And yet sometimes she comes out with complete nonsense. It's like, how did you get here? Yep. For anybody <laughs> who did not watch the uh, the mag show, it will undoubtedly go in the best of at the end of the month. But yeah, that, that's one to watch oh, for sure. God, that's hilarious. Uh, the old track continues. Uh, how is that I went from, oh my God, it's Brock Lesnar to, oh, it's Brock Lesnar in 10 seconds. Yeah. Exactly. You hear that music hit, you go, whoa! Oh, no. Yeah. Um, And number three, how about them Yanks? Cool. That's my statement to that. Fair enough. Alpha Wolf said, hey guys, maybe we have Seth win Money in the Bank, and whilst both men are down during it in the SummerSlam match, he cashes in and pins Roman. A nice little callback to WrestleMania 31 and a good way out. Seth holds it until Mania, where Cody faces him, taking the belt after winning the Royal Rumble. Um, uh, no. That's what I say. No to that. Because once again, if we're doing the same thing again, <laughs> if we could not, yeah. because that's what my problem is, is that everything's the same. So if we could just not do exactly the same thing from WrestleMania 31, that would be great. But I like the idea of Seth potentially cashing in on a Roman and holding it and to then have Cody beat Seth. I think that's that's fun. I agree as well. And the other thing we need to keep in mind is the WrestleMania 31 match they had is the only good match that these two have had together. Like yeah. that, for whatever reason, they hit the, the bullseye on that night. 
And that match works in addition to the Seth Rollins thing. I don't want to sit through 15 minutes of a last man standing match. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns hitting an F5, waiting for 20 seconds, hitting a spear, go through the announce, do that for 20 minutes, and then have Seth. I'm not interested. Just do something else. Yeah. Uh, And also, there's something else that you mentioned as part of that, where I had a thing that I was going to say, and now I've forgotten it, Tempest, in classic podcast fashion. I had a thing I was going to say. Something about the 31 match. Being really uh, good. 31 no, they, they have had another good match, but that was a fatal four way, and that was SummerSlam 2017. Well, yes, and, you, that, I, and I don't, and I don't think it was them that actually made that match great. In that match, it was the combination of Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe as well that made that match fantastic. Agreed. Especially at that time, Braun, because he was on like the highest of highs in his career, and God, everyone just mm-hmm. wanted to see him do literally anything, and they popped for it. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ten Rosa said, uh, man, I would just love for a few people to request their release during this time because I think it would make it would be the time most likely to be granted. Balor, Styles, Ricochet, McIntyre, Nakamura, Ali, Bailey, Vega. Done. Done, I guess. Dinner? Um, Lesnar <laughs> versus Gunther IC title, please. That would be fun. Yeah. I want to see that. That's good. Sure. Uh, give me Intercontinental Champion Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That'd be fun. Why not? why not? Yeah, why not? You own them all. What difference yeah. does it make? You know? I don't think anybody's getting really released, though. No. Uh, Tyler Robinson said, Cowboy Babyface Brock Lesnar versus America <laughs> Gunther Walter for the international title would have been better used for Brock than this again. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily, well, I guess uh, it sort of works, but it doesn't really work because uh, Brock Lesnar's Canadian now. Mm. Don't care about none of them Americans. You can hate America all you want. <laughs> Saskatchewan boy. Yeah, that's sure. Anyway. Um, uh, we'll Sammy Zane called him a Canadian on SmackDown last year. He did. He did. go through the rest of smackdown now and then rampage and then we'll go back to your chat afterwards which means tempest we have to talk about vince mcmahon i after this week in wrestling i am sick of talking about vince mcmahon and yet talk about him more i must because he opened this episode this was announced beforehand Obviously, with all the allegations and all that stuff from this week, him stepping down as CEO and chairman. Uh, now we have Stephanie McMahon as interim CEO and chairman, but he's maintaining control of creative and all that stuff. It was then announced hours after this announcement of him stepping down as CEO that he will be making an appearance in SmackDown. I think you and I were both in the same camp of being like, I'm sorry, what? When that got announced. And I was concerned that when he made his entrance, that the crowd would just cheer and sing his song and do you know do the, the bowing thing that they all do to Vince McMahon. And you'll never guess what happened, Tempest. It's exactly that. Uh, he came out, got massive cheers. Everyone loved him. Sang along to his theme song, high five in the fans. Came out and said, it's an honor to be in this ring, especially in this ring in Minnesota. 
And then he said, I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw, what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Welcome to SmackDown, and then threw the microphone away, and then left. So, this was quite obviously a ratings ploy. This was, people will come to watch this, so I'll be there. Uh, It doesn't surprise me that this is what he did. Still doesn't make it any less though. Like, that's a really thing to do. Um... I've done my thoughts on this in the edited review, I'll be honest. And I'm really mm. sick and tired of talking about Vince McMahon. So I might just hand it to you. Oh, tag me, Pete. Uh, oh, tag me. This, this way. Yeah. Yeah. There you me. go. Yeah. All right. My thoughts on this. Because for those unaware, which is everyone, because we haven't said this publicly, I was on standby yesterday. To do like a breaking news. Here's the reaction to Vince McMahon in case he like announced he's going away forever. And you know, yeah. In case this was anything of actual substance. Yeah, Te- Tempest was on there. standby to upload our fourth video in 24 hours about oh, Vince McMahon onto the main Rustle channel. Right. So I'm I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm kind of like collecting my thoughts on the overall situation. What can I say? What can I say publicly? What can I say in a news video? You know, these sort of thoughts. And then he comes out there and he says what he says. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? Because I, I can't make a, a breaking news video. Vince McMahon says WWE catchphrase and leaves. You know, here's my reaction to it. There, there wasn't much to say. Now with you know, 12 hours to marinate on on this, like, yeah, I've, I've got some thoughts. Of course, mm. I had some immediate thoughts uh, at the time as well, but, like, there's no other business in the world like this. No. And, you know, a lot of the time, I'll look at, I'll look at wrestling, and I'll look at whatever, and I'll, I'll think, man, what a, what a great thing. You know, I love professional wrestling. I'll watch a great match or a great story or or whatever. And I'll turn the TV off and just be like, man, love wrestling. And I'll watch a show like this. And I'll watch like a 70-some-year-old man is being investigated for an alleged affair and it, it, et cetera, et cetera. I'm watching this man who should not be in in power, at least by his own statements and everything. He stepped back as chairman and CEO. And he still comes out to get a standing ovation and stroke his ego in the midst of all this. And it's in moments like this that I watch this show and I say, man, I hate wrestling. Mm. You know? Like, I just watch this and it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe I'll give some people the benefit of the doubt that, like, maybe you didn't see the biggest WWE news story in 25, 30 years before you went to yeah. SmackDown last night. Maybe you didn't see nothing. Maybe you're just cheering because this is your Friday night and you you just went to work and you weren't on Twitter at all. And you haven't seen CNN. Ain't seen nothing. That's fine. Otherwise, 
you're you're cheering Vince McMahon. You are no friend of mine. Sorry. Nope. Like Minnesota, you really disappointed me last night, and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't even really expecting anything because, like, you know, I I just I know better, but like, man, it was really gross. I really don't like any part of what I watched. And when I read the the Patreon Select, or Patreon Select, goodness me, Fightful Select post on Patreon, pardon me, yep. I was just, like, thinking to myself, as I immediately now cannot find it, so it's fine, it doesn't matter that much. But it was a quote from a former WWE star mm. that says that, basically, Vince McMahon just does not, you know, does not care, can't be held, doesn't hold himself accountable, and it goes to show in moments like this. Because, like, yeah, maybe it doesn't mean anything to you, Vince, to have this happen to you, but, like, this is a big deal, and a lot of really lousy things are happening because, again, this is a lousy situation, and the person who got this information out there then got doxxed by another mm-hmm. one of the goddamn people in the wrestling community. And I don't even say in the community. And I don't want to say his name. So just like, you know, this is a terrible situation for many of those involved. And to just see, to just see Vince McMahon go out there and say, you know what? No, I'm still Mr. McMahon and I'm going to do my thing. And I'm going to, no, sorry. Like, I, I I refuse, and I, I've had a lot of moments over the last few years where had I not stopped watching before this point, I would have. We talk about a lot, that there are a bunch of moments that over the course of the years don't look significant, but when you add them all up, it's like, oh, well, people turned off the TV at Saudi Arabia and at the Royal Rumble 2015, and when they said you are the authority, and when Triple H said, me and my friend Mark are going to stop watching, and every time these things happen, eventually... People get tired and they don't come back. So when Vince McMahon pisses off a bunch of people by being the same piece of crap that he's always been, don't come crying to me in another few years that your ratings are down and people stop watching. Sickened me. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, My one note, after I wrote the quote of what he said, just so I could directly quote it when I was doing my, my news episodes and things, uh, my one note I had afterwards was, what a disgusting human. Yeah. And that was it. That's that's all I could think to say in the moment, because I was like, I I don't know how else to to put forth what I'm what I'm thinking and feeling. Yeah. Like, I can't, and I don't want to argue with, like, really stupid wrestling fans on the internet. Yeah. That's not what I'm, that's not, I got a barbecue today. I'm not spending my yeah. day doing that, right? I got better things to do with my life. But that being said, like, I saw John Alba post yesterday on Twitter. Just say, like, this would never happen in any other industry. <laughs> and all of the people was like, oh, idiot, you don't know about this and that. And that. Why are you defending this? Like, mm, I'm sorry, WWE fans that need to go to bat for this company. You don't need to. Because John's right. You would not see... You would never, ever see, like, the head of a major sports franchise get involved in something like this and then call, like, a press conference in front of their their stadium and come out and 
God has arrived. Hail me. I am Vince McMahon. Welcome. That would never happen. And I'm tired of giving pro wrestling a break because it's pro wrestling. We need to hold these people to a higher standard than that. And I, I, I granted it's Vince McMahon and that barn has long since left the, the, that, that horse has long since left the barn. It's too late for Vince McMahon to be held accountable, the, you know, the way that we're looking for. But, like, God damn, I need change. We looked at pro wrestling over the last few years, and we said we want change. And change does not start until you start with the people at the top. We need to get rid of these people and put people in positions that will take this kind of thing seriously. God damn. Sick of these people. I won't read any more books from former WWE stars like like AJ Lee, who talks about being having people come up to her from talent relations and say, oh, the PR audience doesn't want to have sex with you. And that's a problem. People just want to play video games and hang out with you. They don't want to have sex with you. What can we do to change that? God damn, bro. You're going to be an elderly ass old man talking to a young female like that in a position of power. Get out of here. I am sorry, but I do not have any patience for this garbage. And to see people not take it seriously pisses me right off. I have nothing else to add that would enhance whatever you just said, because that was very well done. Um, yeah, it's, it's people forming a parasocial relationship with this company because they've watched it forever. They formed a parasocial relationship with Vince McMahon and his company, and now they're like, well, I must defend him against all yeah. these critics. It is... Um, <clears throat> it's disgusting. It's awful. And it needs to stop. That is, that is the... Yeah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I really don't want to talk about the rest of SmackDown, because I genuinely couldn't give a f But... To be fair, nothing happened on this show. We got to the 49-minute mark, and the second match was starting. Like, so, like genuinely, I'm just going to very quickly run through what happened, right? Riddle cut a promo. Says some stuff about Randy. Cool. Don't care. We had Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin in the last laugh match. C don't care. Madcap Moss won again. You already won. Don't care. match was a match. They yeah, didn't know it, it was, was just a match. Sure. Don't really care. Moss won. Street Profits did a promo. Cool. Uh, Pat McAfee then makes the crowd laugh Happy Corbin out of the arena. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not fun. Not funny. Uh, New Day versus Jinder and Shanky, where Shanky got distracted by Xavier Woods playing the trombone, so he started dancing. So then Kofi hit Trouble in Paradise and Jinder. Okay. That's a, that's a perfectly acceptable house show match. Yes. Yes, good point. It is a perfectly acceptable house show match, but not here. Also, they had a classic SmackDown moment play, play on the show. I was like, what is this, 2010? Like, Jesus Christ, come on. I thought this is supposed to be like your A show now. Anyway. No, no, not even that, Pete. Not mm. even just a classic SmackDown moment, because what mm. we needed on this show was to also celebrate Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Just while we were just at to it. to cap it off, you know, yeah. Um, also, like, the pacing on this show is, like, way down on, like, the scale of pro problems I have with this show. 
like the really, really major ones we've spoken about quite a lot. Pacing is way, 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 way down here. But also, <laughs> god damn the pacing on this show, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's New Day versus Jinder and Shaggy next, except we have the classic SmackDown moment, and then we have Edge and Hogan winning the tag titles, and then we have a recap of Ronda versus Shotzi, and then Natalia stuff from last week, and then Natalia does a promo saying that Ronda's at home licking her wounds. It's like, you did a sharpshooter. That's it. She's what a UFC you fighter. <laughs> She's had worse. Uh, oh my god. New Day is still in the ring after all this. And then Jinder and Shaggy come out. It's stupid. Anyway, Viking Raiders are coming next week. They never left. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus came out because Adam Pearce was going to tell him who out of the two of them made it to Money in the Bank because they had a no contest thing last week and Adam Pearce said Sheamus you're in Money in the Bank and he goes yeah yeah, I did it and then Drew McIntyre beat him up because he's a really good baby face or something and then Adam Pearce said well actually my next sentence is going to be Drew McIntyre is also in Money in the Bank so why didn't you just say you're both in Money in the Bank then you numpty you ever hang around with like the person in high school or whatever who just tries to be a dickhead you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like they'll say something and then someone will reactively uh, will be like oh well i didn't mean that well i actually meant this mm-hmm. like, you'd never say that if you weren't just trying to be a dickhead like exactly this is yeah. this is the kid at the barbecue that's making a scene and adam pierce is just trying to make a ploy for attention and hey, this whole yeah. thing didn't have to be a thing you could have just said you're both in but no He's a bad yep. GM. Yep. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez beats Shayna Baszler to qualify for Money in the Bank. Lazy Evans was Man. on commentary. I don't care, but if I did care, I'd be really sad that Raquel Rodriguez beat Shayna Baszler in like five minutes. Yeah. It's like the two most two of the most dominant NXT Women's Champions of all time it can be a really cool yeah. match or something. Uh, stars in the show. Riddle was backstage, gets a fist bump from Nakamura, and it says the main event is next. I was like, "You ain't fooling me." Not. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, because then we had an ad break. Then we had Max Dupree, and like there was a spotlight in the ring and all that stuff. So there was an in. Okay, so in kayfabe, I swear I'm not going to spend too long on this point. In kayfabe, there was an in-ring segment planned with Max Dupree and his Maximum Male Models, which means that the main event wouldn't have been next, which means you would have lied if that segment Mm. had gone ahead. That's just a lie, straight up, right? But that in-ring segment didn't happen because Max Dupree was backstage saying that, like, the lighting was wrong or something. They're doing Fandango again! They are, yeah. And he said, no Maximum Male Models until you get the lights fixed or whatever. They have no idea what they're doing with him. They, they don't, don't know who have it is. a clue what they're doing with it. Uh, and then In the meantime, Walter... LA Knight could just be wrestling. <laughs> we could, LA Knight versus whoever at SummerSlam. LA Knight versus yeah. Walter for the Intercontinental Championship. That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. I don't know. LA Knight versus Roman Reigns. It's someone new. I don't it's care. New. Yeah, that sounds uh. like a fine match for Money in the Bank. Yeah. LA Knight could cut yes. promos and sell that match. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you then had uh, Walter and Ludwig Kaiser. They cut a promo, and I don't know if you picked up on this Tempest, um, oh. but they're foreign, uh, oh. and that means that means that you should boo mm. because they're foreign. 
So you should boo Not that. Following. You lost me somewhere there. I, I don't understand I'm, anymore. I'm just saying that's that's what it is. There, you just got to boo. I, but like, Pete, that's I, I wrong. Don't, I, I don't know if you're picking up on that because it's because Pete, they're foreign. Tempest. But Pete, that's that's ignorant. Not in wrestling, though. You see, wrestling gets a pass oh. because it's wrestling, you see. I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. Then we had the main event that we already spoke about, and then Brock Lesnar came back in time as a flat circle. Zero out of five. Hated all of this. I don't care that the main event was good. It is not enough to save this absolutely horrendous show. I'm not going to have time to grab it. And I have a, I have one of Brian Alvarez's shirts that says minus five stars. Nice. I was just going to be like, hold it up. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not getting up. I don't have that much energy for this show. This is a minus five star show. I hate Vince McMahon. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. CM Punk uh, is right. CM Punk is right. Uh, Rampage. Wow. I didn't make any notes because I was too tired. Um, But it was a fun right. show. Yeah. Um, Which... Which started, oh yeah, thank you for doing that. Uh, which started with John Moxie versus Dante Martin. That was fun. Uh, I like that they showed like the couple times they fought in the past and showing like the progression of Dante Martin and how he's getting better against Moxley, but he's still not there yet. Um, that was fun. Uh, it didn't really feel like Moxley was the guy who's going to potentially be the interim AEW world champion after this match, which is an issue, but it was okay. No, it's not Pete, because he's not. Tanahashi's gonna win. Imagine he won't though. Um, won't because there's the G1 during the summer, but have the AEW world champion just be in the G1? That would be so cool. That would be very cool. Means he won't be on TV, but I will watch the G1. I'll get to see him. (laughs) For all you new Japan fans out there, this is for you. Um, Yeah. yeah, like it, like it was a very fun match. And you know both these guys are very good wrestlers. They put on a great match. What, what more do you want me to say? It was it was very fun. Yeah. Um, I thought this was like a really yeah. fun opener. I really like that AEW does pull from their previous matches, and even if they're just like, mm-hmm. even if there isn't like a larger story being told, just like, well, this is how the last one ended, mm-hmm. because that's valuable information. You yeah. know, how exactly. did the last match end? Did they did John Moxley beat him with the paradigm shift? Did he catch him with a bulldog choke? That'll influence mm-hmm. how the next match goes. Like, I really like that yeah. sort of thing. And yeah, like, I felt like this was the kind of match that's like the middle step for Dante Martin, where he will once again face John Moxley sometime down the road, where John Moxley will probably be like world champion or something. And they'll have like a really good, really like classic Wheeler Yuta esque main event style match. You know exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, and it's like this is the Wheeler Yuta match that we got in like January, where he wasn't quite there yet, and Moxley still beat him in like a few minutes, but it was better than like the squash that they'd had months before that. So you just see the progression, and I always like seeing that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what came next. I don't have any notes, but there was some other stuff that was fun on this show. There were other things that were fun on this show. Malachi Black and the House of Black were back there, and they did a little. Mm-hmm. It was they a video a package, but they did a little promo mm-hmm. for Malachi Black and and Pack and all that sort of thing. I have to imagine that Malachi is going to win that match, especially consider Penta can't be on that show. <laughs> yep, because yeah, Andrade apparently uh, he said um, that specifically the Mexican stars that are associated with AAA couldn't be on the show. Not just AAA guys, 
but mm. Mexican AAA guys could be on the show. Like, that's well, oddly specific. I think he just says that to, you know, exclude, like, FTR from that, maybe. Mm. Yeah, You know, because they're, like, the tag champions, so it's, like, that would be odd. But mm. I don't know. Maybe. So stupid. Good. God damn. This, like, 100-year-old lucha feud that is ruining my forbidden door. Like, <laughs> every so often. Ruining my I'll, show. Yeah. Every so often I'll hear about AAA and CMLL hating each other, and I'll be like, still? Why? <laughs> like, let's go, guys. Men fences or something. Like, this is like this ooh. is like the great divide in Last Airbender. It when this is. Needs, they just need someone to come along and lie to them so they can just mend all their problems, and then they could just be like, okay, we're fine now. So what you're saying is Tony Khan is the avatar. Yes, Tony Khan is the avatar. <laughs> uh, anyway uh, yeah uh, i appreciate the, the next the, match was the ass boys and uh i was gonna say that. yeah i think yeah ass boys and max caster versus roughing it apparently is the name of the the trio of leo uh, leon ruff and the, the the bear country bear country um and it was a squash match it was very very quick uh yeah Matt's yeah. caster said a line about an NDA, and I thought it would be much more severe than that, but it yeah. wasn't. I don't think the crowd quite reacted to it in that way, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, that that you'd think, because I don't There's know if they understood levels what he deep. meant. Yeah, yeah, the reference yeah, yeah, was yeah. too many levels deep. Like you had like everybody would have known something's going on with Vince McMahon. Some, mm-hmm. if you had said like an affair, you probably would have still gotten the same amount of people. Yeah, when you get to like NDAs, like then you actually have to know the details of everything. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. Are people totally. like that story had broken that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, I like the tape. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like, uh, I like that Masscaster is getting wins. You mm-hmm. know, like on TV. Yeah, same. It to me, it really makes me sad that Anthony Bowens is hurt because I, I said in my edited review that if the acclaimed are not tag team champions by the end of 2023, I'll be surprised mm-hmm. if, uh, if they weren't hurt, I might move that up. Cause I think they're great. And if they're going to start winning and like, you know, becoming one of those teams that's featured on TV, not just winning the matches on dark and elevation, I think they could end up being like one of those top tag teams that's in the mix in AEW. Like one of those ones that's just sort of in the rotation at the top. It's very mm-hmm. exciting. Absolutely. I think the acclaimed are great. Um, also, for those people in the chat, The Great Divide, yes, it is the worst Avatar episode. That's just that's mm-hmm. a fact. Straight up fact. Um, and I saw someone say, does anyone like Legend of Korra? Yes. It's not as good mm-hmm. as The Last Airbender, but it is good. Started re-watching it yesterday, in fact. Hmm. So the second season's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, which is a shame. Like the first season's really great. I really like yeah. the first season of Legend Core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And season the, the villain season three is, of course, the mm-hmm. greatest. Um, but we don't have time for this Tempest. Um, <clears throat> That's for our Avatar podcast that we will get to. And also for the people say, we're not saying Moxley isn't over. I'm saying that it doesn't feel like the presentation is indicative of someone who's in the main event of a pay-per-view. Correct. You know? Yes. It just felt like the opening match. It didn't feel like the most important yeah. thing on the show. Yes. Um... Uh, we have Jade Cargill versus Willow Nightingale. Please give me more Willow Nightingale on my screen. She is fantastic. Awesome. I think of this. 
Yeah. Love Willow Nightingale. She's another one of them uh, former, like, mainly beyond wrestling. So not really, not a Chikara original or anything. But anybody who went through Chikara has a, a soft, soft spot with me. And I really just genuinely like Willow. I don't know if this is the first time this music has been on TV, but I think it's really good music. It felt like star music. Mm. And I don't feel like all of AEW's actual stars have star music. You know, like yeah, this one came out. I was like, oh, this is the this is an important person. This isn't mm-hmm. just an unsigned person having a match with Jade Cargill. You know, yeah. I really, mm, I like Willow a lot. I want her to like be signed and be the face of like maybe the ROH Women's Division or something like that. Like somewhere yeah. where you can put her in an established position, but I don't know, not to distract from like your current plans, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her like bubbly charisma is Mm -hmm. so infectious it's so easy to cheer for her it's great yeah she has such a positive energy about her like Mm. i haven't seen someone more likable in a very long time in wrestling yeah yeah someone so organically easily likable just immediately uh yeah totally 100 percent um what else happened was it the main event after that i'm sure there's some uh the hook uh said one send one word and jay lethal and Satnam Singh, so we're just getting started and that sort of yep. thing. But yeah, that was, the important bits are, are behind us. And then we had the main event. Yeah. Main event, which was pretty good, <laughs> which was Darby Allen versus Bobby Fish. Uh, mm-hmm. This was um, a very fun match. Uh, really physical, way more physical than I thought it was going to be. There was some like pretty intense bits of this. It wasn't even like it was like gruesome. There weren't like weapons or a lot of blood or anything like that. But it just felt like really like intense, where it was like Bobby mm. Fish was like ramming Darby against the steps, and he was like you know repeatedly dragon screwing him into the barricade and stuff like that. Where it's like, damn, this is a this is a pretty physical mm. match. This is good. Um, but it ended with uh, essentially Bobby dominating Darby for a lot of this. Uh, Darby just getting like a couple of hope spots in, but then Bobby would shut him down again and continue working him over. Uh, but then he he. Uh, counted uh, an ankle lock into the last supper and then got the victory. Uh, I loved that little sequence at the end. The the falcon arrow mm-hmm. pinfall into the ankle lock into the last supper was like really really good stuff. Um, yeah. But Darby got the win. Fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, like I don't know. Sometimes when I'm again, I think it depends on how good of a worker I'm watching. <laughs> And how seamless mm. the transitions between moves are. Because if you watch from like when they're on the top rope to the end, like it's not here is one move, now here is one move, now here is counter, now here is one move. Like some matches can feel a little bit stiff. Like, okay, we need to do this thing. Now I need to do the reversal. Now mm. I need to do the, the move that I've reversed into. Now I yeah. need to do this thing. Like, you know, it's step by step and everything. This was just so smooth and seamless. Like it was. Boom, easy transition into this, easy transition into a pin, and that's the finish. And it just, I felt like I was just watching, like, art, you know, in a a moment like that. Like, I don't want to say this match was, like, you know, it wasn't a brilliant match or anything like that. But I got the same feeling watching a match like this as I felt like when I watched, like, Randy Orton and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, where it was like, it's not like a five-star match, but both of these guys are excellent professional wrestlers and they're just having a very 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 good match you know yeah that moment i think that's perfectly fine yeah exactly and like that moment that you mentioned just like damn that's like that's an art right there 
I have yeah. that moment, and I mentioned this on the Dynamite podcast. I have that uh, moment between uh, Dax and Will Ospreay, and it was just the smallest spot. It was yeah. just Dax went for a hip toss, and Will Ospreay counted it into an abdominal stretch, and I was like, "That's good, man. That's real yeah. good." I don't know why it yeah. got me. I was like, "That's such a good spot. I love it," and it's so simple. It's just such an easy little like counter, but it's just. I think it's just because Dax does hip tosses a lot. That's like his thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. all part of the technical side of wrestling. And so he just counted his thing. It was, it was really good. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. Maybe I do like wrestling. Crazy. Um, um, yeah, but then the big thing came after the main event where kind of Ronnie and Bobby Fish came down and were beating up uh, Darby Allen. And then as kind of Ronnie came out with a chair, lights come out, lights go back up. It's Sting. The man yeah, called Sting. The man called Sting. And he hits Kyle O'Reilly in the penis with his bat. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's selling is just, it's just wonderful. He yeah. is. He's a, a delight. Fantastic comedic seller. Um, and it wasn't because he did. He he basically did two cells because he hit him in the nuts and like left the bat there. And Kyle yeah. was doing the whole like standing in the same spot, just being like, huh! and then and then hit him again to get the bat back and then that's when he like hobbled up the ramp and was like rolling up the ramp from from selling it was wonderful stuff loved it <laughs> um and then they kind of pilmanized fish's ankle mm-hmm. cool curious cool. to see where that goes um yeah i would imagine some Good. point we're gonna get red dragon against darby allen and sting now match yeah. is gonna be very very fun and i yeah. also feel like at some point we're gonna get adam cole versus darby allen and I think that match will also be very fun. I don't really I like. Agree. I could use Darby Allen being involved in a more emotional storyline. Like I, I have been kind of waiting for him to get back to that level he was at when he was feuding with MJF last year. Mm. But at the same time, I don't really have a problem with any of these matches. Like I'm enjoying watching him face all these guys. I'm watching Darby Allen just run through the undisputed era. You know, like. That's fun. I wouldn't have thought that was going to happen a year ago, but here mm-hmm. we are, and I'm more than happy about that. Yeah. Also, this is completely uh, separate, but has I don't I, I don't usually keep track of this sort of thing, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Has anyone who works here ever done "Man Called Sting" as a music video? No. I propose that be added to the next list because <laughs> <laughs> I remembered that song. And I love it. And it's fantastic. And I want to hear Mm -hmm. someone sing it. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be, people are going to point to this. You know how they say, like, when you set up the table, you're going to go through it. This is going to be me pitching the man called Sting. And I'm going to have to sing it like six months from now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was Rampage. It was fun. Four out of five show. It was good. That's a good matches. Sting came back. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Sting. I don't really have too much else to say. Let's do uh, patron shoutouts because we have yeah. to say thank you to some special people. Our patron backers. Patreon's a really cool place where you can get magic. That's not true. You can <laughs> get loads of extra content. All right, go on. I'm really, I'm really tired, man. I wasn't um, for that. <laughs> um, you get loads of extra bonus content. You can get Rustalk Extra, Retro Pay Per View. You can get Rustalk After Dark, where people just drink and, and have a good time. Uh, loads of extra stuff. We've got stuff for Perks for CBW. We're 
the other stuff. There's going to be new stuff coming soon, hopefully, maybe, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, oh, yeah, also Keith Lee and Swerve. How could we forget, Tempest? How could we forget in Doom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did I forget? I, there was one bit that was like the best part on the whole show. Indubitably. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's the best wrestler on earth. Man said he's indubitably. He sure did. And it worked. Like it yep. fit. Weird. Curious to see where that goes. They're probably going to face Team Taz again. And I reckon one of them's going to turn on the other, but I don't know who. Fun. Um, we'll figure that out. I, I guess Swerve, but maybe. Yeah. It'll be a swerve, and it'll be Keith Lee. God damn, he's a genius. Also, if you go to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk, loads of extra bonus content. If you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets put on a show much like this one, so thank you too. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. Woo! Yeah. John Jenkerson, son of Jenker. Yeah. Golden John Molden. Yeah. The easiest name to pronounce, Josh Rosowskis. Justin, the human Godzilla, Vostrak. Yeah. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Yeah. Up above and Keith below. Yeah. The Knight Rider, Kit. Yeah. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Yeah. Lenotier links the sun. Pick him up, loot sponge. Yeah. And two lot to handle, Lottie McCullough. Yeah. Thank you so much, all of our pledge hammers. Really do appreciate it. through the last of your ultra chats here last chance to get those in at russeltalk.com forward slash support keith below has been a member for 11 months in a row thank you so much Woo. Keith. Below. we literally just did your patreon shout out thank you so much um vince in 2021 build up people to make roman look strong vince in 2022 what do you mean we don't have anyone to face roman bring brock back yeah 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 um hector rodriguez said why does brock look more intimidating as the cowboy viking rather than the mma fighter monster um, if I came across one of the wild, I'd be more afraid of a cowboy. It's true. It's fair. Uh, Kevin says, when Lesnar's music hit, my first thought was, of course, hot shot booking. But then I saw the briefcases and I thought maybe he was going to announce that he's entering in Money in the Bank. And because he's from Minneapolis, he popped up to say hello. Nope, just bad booking. No, you know what? I I saw this on somewhere and I thought this was a really fun idea. What if they just said, screw it? And they brought in Brock, and they brought in Seth, and they brought in Edge, and they brought in AJ, and they brought in Finn and said, you know what? We're doing an elimination chain match at SummerSlam. That's fun. Because, like, we don't know who's going to beat Roman. We, like, we're not going to plan anything until the day of the show, and we'll just pick someone. So, like, buy the show to see who's going to beat Roman. Maybe Roman will win, and he'll just hold on to the belt. But, like, 
when was the last we haven't had a like situational elimination chamber match come about in like a really long time i'd be like why not just like you got no other ideas it'd be better than what they came up with yeah you know that, well, that's because tem is you can only have elimination chambers in february you see I was told you could only have Hell in a Cell in October, and then they moved the whole show to June. So yeah, I, I don't believe anything anymore. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tyler Robinson said Seth wins Money in the Bank and catches it in during SummerSlam, just like he did at WrestleMania. Please no, please give me something different so it's not the same as WrestleMania 31. <laughs> the problem please. with that idea is it's a great idea, and they've done it already. <laughs> they've already done it. You know, I could uh, and. The only way I could see them then doing that is if they then did it and then like had Seth lose, which I also think is a terrible idea. So like, yeah. I would rather them not give up money in the bank just for the sake of being like, look, we're we're doing an Easter egg. Mm -hmm. uh, plot twist: Jones has been a member for eleven months in a row. Thank you so much. Uh, he says they're thinking, "F you, fans! You watch and like what we tell you, just like we're supposed to love Vince." Tenth time in Saudi will end right. This company. Mm -hmm. yeah. Atten said uh, one advantage of having a projector instead of a TV uh, you can throw S at the TV <laughs> and not worry about breaking things when something like this happens very satisfying, that's good yeah, very I good. like that nice, yeah um, Margot Everingham Boick said, uh, do you guys think there could possibly be a change in WWE if they somehow Stephanie stay CEO, Hunter could do some great stuff with Stephanie, NXT Gold and Black, yeah I think we need to let that go. I think NXT uh, is dead. Uh, yeah. I mean, if Stephanie becomes like the permanent CEO, I, yeah, I would imagine that there will be change at mm. some point. I don't know what some degree that change, of change will be. Sure. There will be some yeah. change, but uh, until then, as long as she's like interim CEO, I don't think you're going to see like any major changes. We had lots of people like ultra chatting in yesterday. Be like, they can change the culture. They'll, they'll grant people's releases. They're not going to do that. No. They're not going to do that. And Again, I don't know any of them personally, but uh, from everything that I have been told, the most, the McMahon that is most like Vince, as far as like the way they do business, is Stephanie. So, mm -hmm. like, if Stephanie McMahon was just put in charge of WWE this week, like without any of this extra nonsense going on, like, I wouldn't go, oh, it's fixed. They're going to change everything. You know, I just, yeah. I don't see her vision being substantially different from from vince's in a lot of areas yeah. but again i don't know that's just me saying that uh ten rosa said have tk and his father buy wwe for the lols royal rumble and mania is looking <laughs> mad next year true hollywood drama fitting for the rock to come in and take the titles for a month uh lads slammiversary fd they'll be fun welcome to the queendom forbidden door forbidden door slammiversary forbidden door they'll be fun yes yes Sorry, I'm he's tired falling asleep. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rodriguez says Vince is the dumbest POS of history. If I was him, I would have just laid low for the time being. And I share temper sentiment about this whole Minneapolis crowd, not related to this, but monster tastes like bull s. Whoever created it can rot in hell. I disagree. I like monster, I don't like oh, monster. Uh, yeah, I don't really like monster. I feel like I can feel my teeth rotting when I drink it. <laughs> Totally fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Punk Rock Show 84 said, if Vince doesn't care about his allegations, what are the odds that he would care about storylines? For example, Brock versus Roman. Vince does not care. Only thing he cares about is him, himself, and his ego. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even mention this part, you know, but Vince McMahon, like, stepped down as CEO, but maintained his creative control to make such brilliant creative decisions like this one. Unreal. On with it. Martial Arts said, uh, if you ever had doubts that Vince McMahon is simply a despicable human being, that must have changed last night. Expected the audience to riot, but I should have seen that disappointment of a crowd companying. F those old white men. F those rich capitalists. Yeah. yeah. Down with capitalism. Hmm. I was going to say something. <laughs> Some of the things I have inside jokes that I can't say on podcasts because I like I, not to go off on a tangent, but I do have like an inside joke where I'll just say like, you know, in theory, communism works. Yeah. You know, I'll just say communism works, but I can't just say that yeah. on a YouTube video with no context. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ten Rosa said, uh, "Don't know if Cena and Rock would care to come back. Yes, I know Cena is coming back soon, but after that, they have Hollywood now. They don't need WWE. Sasha joins them. Naomi and AEW Impact contract would be great. Head is spinning. July, calm down. It's not even July. It's June. June, yeah. calm down. I ah. I need folks that think Sasha Banks is going to end up in Impact to stop thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No." Yeah. No. God, if I was uh, The Rock, I would not do WrestleMania next year. At all. Nah. Uh, Brian Moore says, if you guys don't want to read this aloud, it's okay. Should probably read this before <laughs> I read it out loud then. Hey. Yeah, I'm not going to read it out. but I've yeah, read I your agree. comment, Brian, and mm -hmm. I was going to say something, but didn't. But yep. I want you to know... They were on the same wavelength. 100%. Yeah, with you. Uh, Eternal Blue has been a member for 13 months. Woo! Thank you so much. Nothing surprises me with regards to VKM, the depths of being the worst kind of human being. Being friends with Trump probably says more than enough. Hey, look at that. Uh, that worked out nicely. How about that? Kevin said, I think like Andy said, the part that upset me the most is that I stayed up late like an idiot to watch this old bag of bones say absolutely nothing. And he knew he was going to do it. Yeah. Isn't Andy on holiday? Why did he stay up? The idiot. I don't know. I don't know. Is he on holiday? I don't know. He Just was in Crete recently. I don't know if he's oh, back yeah. now. What numpty. Eternal Blue said, uh, it doesn't surprise me that the fans cheered a serial abuser. Some still call for a man who killed his wife and kid to be in the Hall of Fame. They would still cheer Jeff Hardy if he came back tomorrow. This business has always been toxic and many fans enable it. Well... I will certainly not paint all of those people with the same brush. No, those are no, all those are very different things. Uh, For sure, I think there. I mean, yeah, there are still some fans that are singing the praises of like Chris Benoit and like Trump mm -hmm. all the time. So, like, yeah, wrestling fans don't really, don't really just uh, uh, they don't really surprise me, unfortunately, these days. Yeah. Uh, Hector Rodriguez said, uh, putting aside the Vince. S. Smackdown is a 2 out of 5, and that's generous, and Rampage is a 4.75 out of 5. I think that is unbelievably generous to go Smackdown I think two. both of those are generous, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, 
Fadhausen says, oh, it's been a member for eight months in a row. Thank you so much. He says, uh, new Jade wasn't going to lose, but was happy to see Willow. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Ten Rosa says, uh, not going to lie, a couple red wines tonight, but think about uh, Mercedes, Soraya, AJ Mendes, Trinity, and Pam in AEW. Fun times. Hope they shut down NXT UK and let Brit Rez thrive and recover again. Uh, Tony doing AEW UK show now. CMLL, AAA, get your S together. Money on the table. All right, hang on. Yeah. I know which one it is. I know who it is. Who's Pam? Is that Bailey? Yes. Okay. Yes. I had all the other ones. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Bailey's name was Pam. I remember that from like an old Quizzlemania episode where yes. we had to guess their real names. Yes. Because otherwise, is- I was like, okay, I got it. It's Sasha. It's Paige. It's Paige. Mm-hmm. You keep going. It's Bailey, Naomi. Yep. You know, Naomi. And then I was like, yeah. Pam. Bailey. Yeah. Bailey. There you go. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh. Uh, Noah Fortner says, I was planning on going to Forbidden, Tor- uh, Forbidden Door, but the card doesn't have me excited like I thought it would. In fact, this is the first AEW pay-per-view I'll miss since 2019. I'll be at New York Pride instead, but I hate that my AEW love has diminished. I should be more excited about this. I mean, me and Ollie were talking about it on the Dynamite podcast. Like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's going to be a fun show, but it, I don't know if it's how I would have booked it. This is certainly not how I would have booked it. I would have booked eight singles matches, not singles matches, but like, you know, eight, nine matches on like a five hour show and book like just, you know what? Sorry, everybody. Not everyone's going to be on this show, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do six mans. We're not going to do eight mans. We're not going to be doing crazy three ways. We're doing dream matches. I'm getting Okada against somebody, Tanahashi against somebody, Shingo against somebody, Suzuki against somebody, Osprey against somebody, and then pick like your next three top guys. And that's it. Those mm-hmm. are your matches. Sorry. Yep. Like, sorry, yep. Tai Chi's not getting on this show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I don't, again, it sounds very entitled and I don't want to sound entitled, but I think the show on paper right now looks good. And that mm-hmm. is disappointing. Yeah. Which sounds very entitled, but like, again, they have very but that's standards. the that's the the promotion and the point of doing the crossover yeah. is you have yeah. hey it's these two promotions coming together to do like an extra awesome super show and it's like this is a a good card which yeah. is not what they've been promoting basically yeah if Infinity War was just a good movie I would have been mm. disappointed exactly yeah you know uh, legit underboss said I wish New Japan would t- uh, would tell CMLL to take a walk because what are they getting out of the partnership. Uh, Titan in Best of Super Juniors is not enough. Ah. Uh-uh. Titan. Titan. No, no. Braun, Braun Strowman in Best of the Super no, Juniors. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize that's what they were talking about. <laughs> oh, that's better than <sighs> I was talking about. Yeah. Um. Legit underboss said, how are we not talking more about Statlander uh, slapping Stokely's head on her way down? I that forgot was about it both times. She gave him the yeah. bald back of the head slap and I Very died. Funny. I Very died. Funny. They didn't even focus on it. They just <laughs> smacked him on the way by. Uh, it's good. Uh, um, Jarvis V said, uh, here, a uh, few guys... Uh, hmm. 
here's this for you guys uh, for watching this BS. So I don't have to, but even so, you guys shouldn't have to be punished like this. Just want to want to put this in perspective for a little bit we are being paid to do this yeah like it's, it's not like we're being held at gunpoint watching this yeah. show like i feel like a lot of times people are like oh my god i'm so sorry for you guys i can't believe you have to do this like we are getting paid for this so yeah, like i do get you to know, turn off this podcast I, and go do something else with my day exactly like, like i, I feel worse for other people than myself yeah. but just just I wanted to put that worse for like it, because yeah. I, get, I get that quite a lot. People tweet me and be like, I yeah. can't believe I've talked SmackDown every week. I feel so sorry for you. It's like, yeah, it's a bad show, but like, get yeah, paid for it. It's okay, yeah. you know? Could be worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Rampage was great, though. I appreciate you guys for everything you do. And once again, Jarvis says, uh, all this Vince stuff is just disgusting and so, so horrible. Thank God there are people like you guys and fight for that exist and understand how horrible this is and are decent human beings. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Jarvis. Appreciate it. It's a cat tempest. It's so cute, Pete. It's so cute. It's like, yeah, I like the cats. It's got like the pretty markings all over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the gray cats. But yeah, go on. We've had um, uh, conversations about having pets at our place that we're living now because my partner uh, actually owns a cat, but it's just living at her mum's place because we can't have pets here. Um, mm-hmm. So she'll go, she'll go visit every so often and stuff like that. But she's just like, I want my cat. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I understand that. She's like, No, you don't. I want my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want this cat. I'm ready to mm. just. I'm ready to make the executive decision that this cat is coming inside. It's just gonna stay with me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to get a pet. Here's the crazy thing. I think I mentioned this on a podcast before. I have never had a pet. Full stop. You have ever. Never in my life. It's crazy because my parents just didn't like pets. And everywhere I've lived since I've been living not on my parents, I couldn't have pets. So never had one. Um, so I, I, I want one. That's going to need to be a, a bridge I'm going to need to cross at some point. Because I think it should. I, I, want, I want pets because they're great. And also I want pets. Yeah. If people would just pet me more often, I would be really appreciative of that. I don't know if you can tell, Tempest, I'm really tired. Um, <laughs> really? Are you? This week has absolutely killed me. I'm so sleepy all the time. Oh, I am um, just before this show. I had to have a nap because I was like, I'm going to make it through a cat nap. Yes, uh, because I was like, I ain't going to make it through an hour, hour 15 podcast because oh boy, my eyes were already closing just sitting here. I was like, nope, I need to go lie down for a bit. I had to set a timer and everything. I was like. I'm, I'm Are you out. saying our podcast would put you would put you to sleep, Pete? It would. It would. Oh, that's a shame. Let's get into that <laughs> podcast, shall we? Let's let's do this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but it won't put the viewers to sleep. That's that's the important bit. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. Um, we got content coming soon. It's Forbidden Door Week next week, so we're gonna have you know predictions, live reactions, all that good stuff. Uh, stay tuned for all that stuff. Thank you so much for watching slash listening, and uh, we'll see you in more videos soon. Catch you later. Stay safe. I love you very much. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.